This is the Jesus Habit Podcast, where we're using scripture and science to make your new nature in Christ second nature. Episode 17 for Friday, September 27th, 2019. The big idea, Jesus didn't come to save you from the storm, but to guide you through it. Our weekly identity statement, I left my comfort zone behind to embrace the more I was made for by securing my ship to Jesus' lifeline and paying careful attention to him to get through the storm. And our memory verse, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Hebrews 4, 14-16 Well, it feels like we've covered a lot of ground this week, and we have, but we're not done yet. We've got one more concept to flesh out. What is the rest? Well, the rest is both in reference to what God wanted his chosen people to experience in the promised land, but they never did. It is also another type and shadow of what God wants all his children to experience. Before we begin, though, it's worth noting that work is not bad. God made us to work. Before the fall, Adam and Eve worked in the garden. It was part of their experience with God. It was what they were made for. But after the fall... Work became hard. It became toil. So, we shouldn't tell ourselves that rest means there will be no work. In fact, as we have already discussed, in heaven and throughout eternity, we will have a job to do. So then, what is rest? When God finished the work of creation, he rested. Once he had done all the work of making the land, sea, birds, fish, plants, and animals, he took one day and rested from all his works. So we start to get a picture of what rest is. It's that thing we do when something is complete. We already have a picture of this in Hebrews, where Jesus sat down at the right hand of the Father when he had finished his work. He sat down because that work was complete. Again, this does not mean that Jesus is lounging around heaven doing nothing. We see elsewhere the things Jesus is doing now. It simply means this work is complete. This was what God wanted to give his people in the promised land, the gift of completion. If they believed him, obeyed him, and did what he said, they would take possession of the land. God would fight their battles for them and drive the people from the land if they had the faith to do what he said but they didn't. In Judges 1, 16 through 36, especially verse 27 and on, we see that they didn't obey God and drive everyone from the land. You can imagine why. That would be hard. These were human beings, after all. It's hard to obey that command. Certainly, God didn't mean what he said. Certainly, he just wanted the tribes to each be the the, the dominant force in the land, not to destroy the pre-existent inhabitants altogether. So, they didn't obey the command. Of course, Moses didn't even get a chance to try. He lost his opportunity to do so before they got to that point. But his successor, Joshua, was supposed to lead them into God's rest. 
and they started off strong, but eventually things went downhill. Joshua was not able to lead the people in. It would take another Joshua, Yeshua, Jesus, to accomplish that task. The problem is that because they didn't obey, they literally set themselves up for an eternity of fighting. To this day, there are still battles over who has the right to possess that land. Not only that, but because they didn't drive the inhabitants from the land, God's people were constantly under the influence of the people who worshipped idols and other gods. So the hearts of God's people were constantly being drawn away from God to the lesser gods of the land, all because they didn't obey God. Obedience is hard. We can see it in this reminder. God asked his people to do something incredibly difficult. But God was not without his reasons. He knew how things would play out if they didn't do what he said. He knew that if they let the people hang around, their idol worship would eventually pull the heart of Israel away from the one true God. His command was difficult because the reward he wanted to give his people was great. For us, the same is true. Obedience is difficult. God has asked us to do something incredibly difficult. But God is not without his reasons. He knows who we are. He knows our propensity for idol worship. He knows that if we let something hang around in our hearts, it will eventually pull us away from him. God does not ask us to obey him because he is a slave driver who needs our obedience. He asks us to obey because he has something better for us. Much better. But if we believe... And remember, belief isn't just an idea, it's a demonstration. If we believe we get to enter God's rest, if we do not harden our hearts and resist obeying God's commands, no matter how challenging, if we hear his voice and we don't harden our hearts, we can enter God's rest. God's rest is the finished work of salvation given to us through Jesus. And just as we understand, belief is the only requirement for receiving that salvation. Belief that reorders our entire lives around Jesus, that is. But we don't have to do the work to secure our position in God's rest. Jesus does that for us. But then there is a very interesting verse. Let us, therefore, make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will perish by following their example of disobedience. If Jesus finished the work, why do we have to make every effort to enter it? We'll get a better picture of this next week, but for now, we just need to understand that this is one of those now and not yet ideas. Positionally, because of Jesus, we have a right standing with God, but practically, we have yet to experience that in its entirety. So, We may have our ship anchored to Jesus, and we have our eyes focused on him entirely. The end result of that way of life is complete, final salvation. Nothing can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, but that doesn't mean we no longer make the effort to draw nearer and nearer to God. We don't just accept the position of salvation and sit in our ship, let the waves bounce around us while we kick our feet up and sip drinks with tiny umbrellas in them. We make every effort to enter that rest. We make every 
effort to enter the harbor of peace and rest. We're not quite there yet, but, but we're getting closer. Every day we get closer and closer. We don't give up. We keep pulling on the rope we're anchored to. And, and when the time is right, God calls us into the safety of the harbor. One final note. The author says that there remains a Sabbath rest for God's people. Why? Because anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their works just as God did from his. We are supposed to take one day a week, just like God did, and rest from our works. Why? Trust, belief, faith, obedience. We are saying with our actions that we believe in God's rest by resting. We who have entered God's rest rest from our works. We rest from business and busyness, labor, employment, production, and so forth, as an act of obedience and a symbol of where we are headed. It's a reminder that this is already done. This has already been accomplished for us. We work hard to enter that rest, but the real work has been done for us by Jesus himself, the Son of God, the ruler over the house of God, the one who was greater than Moses, Joshua, the angels, and the prophets. This is the real salvation. This is why the warnings are high, because this is the real deal. Don't reject it. Don't let the strong words of the author offend you. His warnings are strong because the reward is great. We stand to lose a lot if we get it wrong. And this word is alive and active. It penetrates to the deepest parts of our hearts and shines the light of salvation on the idols that have the potential to draw us off course. Nothing is hidden to God. He sees it all. The gift of his word is not condemnation, but illumination. His word does not point out our sin to make us feel guilty. The Spirit draws it out of us so that it will lose its power. So that every last influence that could draw us away from God is driven from our hearts. And nothing is left to keep us from entering God's rest. www.thejesushabit.com <laughs> 